Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Murder and Misery, our true crime podcast. We are your hosts. My name is Heather, and I know absolutely nothing about true crime. And my name is Jillian, and I consider myself somewhat of a true crime expert. Yes, Jill is our resident true crime expert. And we created this podcast so that Jill could teach me about all things true crime, both locally and nationally, and to take you guys along for the journey, so that if you too know nothing about true crime, you can learn something. Or maybe hear another perspective about stories you already know. Okay, so today's episode was a request by a listener and also a friend of mine named Cassandra. Heather, I don't think you know her, but she did go to our church, like when we were super little, which I didn't even remember, but my mom did, so. I do not remember anyone from when I was little. I have the world's worst memory. I think she went when I was in, like, Daisies. I do not think I went to church then. Yeah, because you started around stars. The, yeah. Well, this is, like, Girl Scouts, if you're confused what we're talking about. Yeah. It's, like, Christian Girl Scouts. <laughs> I was in Girl Scouts as well. <laughs> you were you were just double going I was going doing them all. <laughs> Earning badges left and right. So, thank you for this request. This case starts in St. Charles, Missouri, which is about 40, 45 minutes from us. This was where Richard and Peggy gave birth to their son, Scott, Clay Schulte, on April 12th of 1979. According to his mother, he was a barefoot boy who loved Mole's barbecue sauce so much that when his parents weren't looking, he drank it straight from the bottle. Are you joking me? I hate barbecue sauce. I hate sauce in general. I just cannot imagine just drinking barbecue sauce. That That is disgusting. Well, he apparently this stuff was good because he loved it. Um, he did live in a part if you're not from here, but in St. Charles, it's, I don't know, it's a bigger city, but it's, I would say there's a lot more wealthy people that live there than here, although obviously not all of it is, like, upper class. I just think, when I think of St. Charles, I think of, like, more upper class people that, like, go to the fancy schools there. But anyway, back then, it was obviously smaller, but... It was considered safe and kids were allowed to just play. They had woods and hills and railroad tracks that the kids would play on and they dug tunnels. There was also caves there, but like the boys dug tunnels. They dug tunnels? Yeah. Apparently one of these tunnels was 30 feet long into the bluffs in St. Charles. What? Which sounds so dangerous, but you know what? Back then, I mean, if you're I home, guess have at it. I don't know. I... I'm alarmed. Yeah. Well, I guess, you know. As and also, as... that's hard work. Yeah. And these were, like, kids. So I'm shocked. Yeah. <laughs> but that was what they did for fun. Um, he was nine years old at the time this case takes place. He was considered full of life. He loved riding his bike. I just do not like the way we're describing him. I feel like he's getting ready to go. I should have worded this differently, but there really was only one place that I could find that mentioned his childhood. Okay. So, and it was an interview from his mother, like, many, many, many years ago. So, that's really the only information or where I got this from. Okay. None of the other articles mentioned it, and I couldn't link it because it was a Facebook post. So, but if you type in Scott... Clay Schulte, or Peggy Clay Schulte, it'll pop up on Facebook if you would like to read the whole thing. But um, 
apparently he just walked around barefoot all the time. And his mother said that he was, like, super country, but they didn't know where he got it from because St. Charles is not country. (laughs) Troy is, like, country, but, like, St. Charles is not. So they didn't know where he got this country from, but he definitely was a, a country boy. He was one of five children, and his mama said he was a mama's boy. Scott attended Coverdall Elementary School, and on this day, it was his last day of first grade. Keep in mind, he was nine years old, so he did get, I guess, held back. But it was June 8th of 1988. At the time, he got off the bus for school, and he went to play in the woods near his house around 4.30 p.m. This, unfortunately, was the last time that he was ever seen. After... He had left. There was a big thunderstorm that rolled through, and his parents just assumed when he didn't come back that he went to a friend's or a family's house to get out of the storm. Yeah. But once it had gotten later and the storm ended and he still wasn't home, they panicked and called the police to report him missing. They immediately started searching the area that night, police, which good for them for taking it seriously. Yeah, um, especially in the storm. Mm-hmm. They went door to door in all of the neighborhoods surrounding his with no luck. Witnesses did say that they saw Scott before and after the storm ended. Oh. The next morning, they used bloodhound dogs, which were able to trace his scent for over a mile and a half, but ended up losing his scent near a apartment complex that was under construction. As the days went on, more local law enforcement got involved in the search, as well as students who attended the St. Charles County Police Academy and 40 civilians who volunteered to search the area. They searched about 20 acres of wooded area, including railroad tracks and caves, as well as, like, the holes that they dug. Yes. Where were they digging to? (laughs) Inside the bluffs. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I'm making their own caves, but... They also searched streams or dredged them because some people believe that he drowned in a flash flood that had occurred. Mm, Yeah, that might make sense. But some people said they saw him after the storm. Right. But flash flooding occurs after storms end, doesn't it? Oh. I think, well, I mean, like, it moves. That's true. Yeah. But, unfortunately, there was no sign of Scott. I do want to clarify that police, as well as family, do believe that this was an abduction and not a result of natural causes. Oh. They do believe that foul play is involved in his disappearance. But later on in the search, there would be our favorite psychics involved. And his mother says, quote, weirdos. (laughs) Of course, this led to nothing. And on June 10th of 1988, at 8.20 p.m., merely two days after his disappearance, they called off the search. What? Yeah, two days. And St. Charles is, like, huge. Yeah. So, yes, two days after his disappearance, they called off the search for Scott, which, again, doesn't sound like a lot to me. No, especially I'm, I'm shocked. Charles. Yeah. Yeah. And especially because they if suspected rivers, creeks, mm-hmm. caves, tunnels, woods, neighborhoods, like, parking lots. Like, there are a lot of places to look. Right. And especially because it wasn't like, oh, they think he ran away. Like, they were like, no, like... We're pretty sure he was abducted, non-family abducted, abducted. Well, I'm a little bit confused about the hound dogs. Like, if they tracked him for over a mile, can they track him if he's being, like, carried? Or only if he's walking? I don't know how that works. I believe it's if he's walking. And I only say that because um, 
I know when you get put in a car, the scent stops. Yeah, but when you get put in a car, the doors are all closed. And you're encased. And there's, like, no way for your, like, air scent to get out, I guess, in my mind. Yeah. But if you're being carried, maybe it would, like, sink to the ground. I don't know. I always thought it was just, like, their shoes. It smelled. It could be. It could be. I don't know. I'm just thinking (laughs) a car and being, like, slung over someone's shoulder is is probably pretty different. Right. Yeah, I'm not sure. No. No. um, I don't know. And it said they had several dogs, like, tracing it. But nonetheless, the case went cold until January 12th of 2007, which you might recognize from last week. Oh, 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 okay. Now the date rings a bell. (laughs) Now I know what we're talking about. Yes. So this was when Sean Hornbeck and Ben Ownby were found alive after being kidnapped by Michael Devlin. Their abductions, which we have entire episodes on, specifically Sean and Ben's story. And last week we covered the case of Arlen Henderson, who was also suspected of being another victim of Michael Devlin. Like we had mentioned before, the FBI formed an entire task force solely dedicated to investigating Michael Devlin's possible connections and other missing children's cases. However, a few months after its creation, the task force was dissolved, and Michael Devlin was not linked to any other child abduction cases other than Ben and Sean's. Like many, Richard and Peggy, Scott's parents, heard about these boys, one being uh, Sean, who had been abducted and hidden for years. Mm-hmm. And according to them, she said, quote, I'm ecstatic for them to be going through the joy they must be feeling. I want to wish those families all the love in the world. And I hope the kids, both of them, come out of it really well. Richard, Scott's father, says he's happy for them as well. And he knows what it's like to wait. He said, Quote, it gives us hope, but it's been 18 years for Scott. Of course, they realize that he might possibly be dead, but they hope that he is not. They said they have faith and believe he is out there, but deep down, they know that the chances of him being alive are slim. Yeah. This was in 2007. Yeah. When they said this. The case of Scott went cold again until 2011 when police got a tip involving someone that lived close to Scott's home. Police took this seriously and re-interviewed neighbors, and I guess they were able to find enough evidence from this tip to get a cadaver dog and a search warrant to drill into these people's home and into their garage. Drill? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, like beneath. Right, and then use the cadaver dogs. Like a very... Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes, so I assume possibly... The house was being built at the time, or maybe they added on to it at the time. There must have been something. Some kind of construction. Exactly. Yeah. For them to have enough evidence to drill into somebody's house. Yeah. The name of the suspect and further details were not released um, because they didn't find anything oh, with the okay. cadaver dogs. Weird. Mm-hmm. They would have enough evidence to do all that and then it come up with nothing right and they never even mentioned the suspect's name i guess because they were cleared yeah but that makes sense honestly yeah because once once you hear once people hear your name with something like that it's you're never gonna clear your name of that right yeah um but unfortunately after this the case went cold again this was until 2013 when chuck maselli said that he had evidence regarding scott's disappearance Chuck, who was a former police officer, was being incarcerated in St. Charles by U.S. Marshals. He was serving 20 years in prison for federal fraud. 
and I guess part of it was served in Florida or most of it was served in Florida. But he claimed that during his incarceration in St. Charles, he got a hold of a document regarding the details the details of Scott's disappearance. He had a list of other victims of this man that ranged between 1978 and 2005. This list contained 13 to 15 other victims' names, and police did investigate this, but they were never, never able to find evidence connecting the cases. But as far as I'm aware, they haven't technically ruled it out, though I don't see the name of the alleged perpetrator anywhere. Okay. However, no new information was received from this, and the case went cold again until 2016. This is when it gets weird. Man, I feel like this is a terrible roller coaster for his parents. Like, Mm -hmm. it's like nothing, nothing, nothing. Oh, we think we might have something. Never mind. Nothing, nothing. Oh, we think we might have something. Never mind. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Nothing, nothing, nothing. And now, again. Yeah. There might be something. That would be so hard. They did say that the... Invest, like the lead detective on his case, on Scott's case, they said that he was very good about informing them, but also very good about not letting them get their hopes up that this it's might just, lead somewhere. I just don't, I don't think that's true. No. How could you, as a parent who have been missing your child, mm-hmm. if the police officer says, we're looking into something, you're going to get your hopes up. Oh, for sure. Like, it doesn't matter how you deliver the news. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how many times you say, don't get too excited. I just want to let you know we're looking into this. They're going to be like, oh my gosh, there's a sliver of hope. Right. And grab He's coming home. It. Like, that's human nature. It really, yeah, it is. But, it, I mean, it is nice that the detective cared enough to not just let them find out through the media. Agreed. Or, Completely. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, I don't think there's any any way that you could possibly deliver news that we heard something else or we have new information and not get your hopes up. Yeah, for sure. Back to 2016, this was when a thread on Reddit was started. Okay. And this thread... I like Reddit, but Reddit also does some crazy stuff. Yeah, well, okay, so this thread was titled, quote, to those have... Oh, I remember this. Okay, so you've heard of this. I have heard of this. Okay, so I I heard of it, but I did not know that it was local. I didn't either. Yeah. Until right now. Yeah. The, but I do remember that thread. Okay, continue on. Okay, so the thread was titled, quote, to those who have accidentally killed someone, what went wrong, end quote. Now, I don't use Reddit. I'm not tech savvy enough to use Reddit. But from my understanding, Reddit is a social media app where you can post in groups, kind of like Facebook. And I, the specific one that I know of is like called like, Am I the a-hole? Where it's like, if you and your boyfriend got into a fight, and you think you're right, but he thinks he's right, you can post it in the group, and then people will vote on your fight and, like, let you know if they think that you were being the meanie or if he was being the meanie. Yeah. And there are, like, some good, like, educational forums and, like, groups on Reddit where people can ask questions and people with actual expertise, will be able to answer. Mm -hmm. But there's also people who just kind of mess around on Reddit and troll the internet. So you, some people might post stuff just to get, like, shock value kind of things. Mm -hmm. So you just never know what you're going to get on there. Yeah, and actually I do know of another Reddit, which is r slash that happened, where people post stuff that is clearly just made up for internet clout. And it's very interesting. But 
I feel like this thread was probably intended for people who maybe accidentally killed somebody in a fight or accidentally killed somebody in a car accident, stuff like that. I had not considered those. Yeah. Especially car accident. Right. Because, I mean, you know, even if it was a complete accident, somebody lost follow you. Yeah. Exactly. So I am under the If you're a regular human, you would still feel bad about it. Right. If you were in a car accident and the other person didn't make it. Right. And especially, you know, if it was a true accident and no drinking and driving was involved Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But I don't think it was intended for serial killers and stuff like that. But one comment on this thread in particular stuck out. And it read, quote, This still haunts me to this day. As kids, we had a hideout in a dirt cliff slash cove. There was a neighborhood kid who, in hindsight, was probably mentally handicapped in some way. But to us, he was just the weird slash creepy kid. Quote, this was the 80s and we weren't exactly raised politi- politically correct, end quote. The three of us were headed to our base and found a creepy kid sitting at the top in our, quote, guard chair. We yelled at him to get out and he said something like, make me, and then ran lobbing dirt, clods, and sticks down at us. We all ran around the side to make our way up. It gets pretty fuzzy here, but all I remember is he fell. I still remember the sound. When we got back down to check on him, he was in a very awkward position with blood coming out of his mouth. We all just freaked out and ran home. As far as I know, no one has spoken a word of this to anyone. We didn't go back for over a month and never said a word of it between us. Again, this was the 80s, so media wasn't like today. Chances are it got a small article in the newspaper B-section, quote, missing mentally disabled child found dead after fall, end quote, or something like that, end quote. They received many replies and edited the post to add, quote, well, I didn't expect to wake up to this. I have no idea why we didn't collectively tell our parents. We all just booked it for our respective homes without saying a word. I think I was mainly, I think it was mainly because he was, quote, the weird kid, end quote, And we all thought that he would get us in trouble somehow. We all thought that would get us in trouble somehow. No, I didn't think we were directly responsible. Indirectly, maybe. Again, it's fuzzy. All I remember is us throwing sticks at each other. I have tried to find any record of him to no avail. I remember the neighborhood kids from those days' first names, but not last. I have since moved a few hundred miles away and didn't keep in touch. I don't even remember the creepy kid's first name. I have looked blindly for any record of the kid and have spent hours on Facebook trying to find my old friends, but haven't found anything yet. No, I don't know if he actually died on that day. All I have to go off is my mom mentioning him going missing and us not seeing him around after that. When we finally went back to our, quote, base over a month later, there was nothing out of the ordinary, no police tape or anything like that. I don't remember any cops canvassing the area asking about him, end quote. One comment in particular asked if they ever found the body of the boy and the anonymous, because I should have mentioned that earlier, this was an anonymous person, which is where you hide your identity. So it wasn't like Facebook where it's like, Jillian Cooper posted this and mm-hmm. it's public for everyone to see where I work and live and all that stuff. But he replied, quote, no idea we were kids, maybe 10 or 12-ish, so we didn't exactly watch the news or read the paper. 
Even if our parents knew, I don't think they would have mentioned it to us at that age. Even though he was fairly well-known around the neighborhood, he went to a different school, so it was never brought up there. I did ask my parents maybe 10 years ago if they remembered him, and they said something along the lines of, quote, yeah, didn't he go missing, end quote. And that's as that was about, and that's about as far as I wanted to push it, end quote. The thread was eventually deleted, but before someone on Reddit took it into their own hands to be a sleuth and find out who this anonymous person was, of course, this is their own saying. They said that they found, they tracked the IP address, which I know is possible, and that they found the identity of the user they said that they had uh, knew that they lived in the area at the time because in a previous post, because when you comment in different subreddits, I guess it shows the history. And in previous post, he had mentioned a TV show that only aired in the area around the time of this disappearance. I guess it only aired in like the St. Louis area. Oh. So I'm not sure if that's very specific. Right. Which like, I do know that like, there are things like that because one time at our campground, I turned on the TV and it was people that had a TV show airing that was based out of the um, the Hallmark store in Troy. And it was what? like, it was so weird. It was I'm so sorry, weird. What? It was, it was them and they had like their own, it was obviously like public television and they had just paid to use like probably a phone to record this quote unquote TV show. And I just remember I was what like. What was the show about? I don't know. They were, like, what singing. What they were selling? The I, Hallmark store in Troy, Missouri. Yeah. I don't remember exactly. Which has since closed R.I.P. Really? Are you sure? Yes. I'm not. I'm, I take back the Hallmark store. It's not the Hallmark store. It is Halo and Wings. Yeah. That's what it was. Sorry. Not Hallmark. It was Halo, Halo and Wings. Wings. The Christian bookstore had a TV show in the campground? It was like, you know this how... This feels bizarre, Jill. I just... I, I'm, I'm not saying you're wrong. I, s- I am questioning. I swear. It was like... It it was like... Because on... We didn't have... We don't have... um At our campground and our RV, we don't have, like, cable or anything like that. You just get the public channels. Yeah. You know? But that's far. It's... Yeah. And I've never seen it in Troy being aired. That is weird. Hang on. Let me... Okay, but, okay, listen, we don't need to focus on that. Let's continue on. Okay, well, we can talk about that later. But, like, I just don't, first off, I don't know how the person who was the sleuth knows that the TV show even existed if they weren't here in the area at the same time. And if they were in this area at the same time, then how do they know that it wasn't somewhere else? And, like, that feels really weird. And how did they see their history of everywhere that they've posted without, like, breaking into their account and things like that? Oh, from what? My understanding is, is, is that on, on Reddit, from the people who are like r slash that happened, they will go through their post history because it's public. Your post history on Reddit in other groups is public. Because I'll see, really? I'll see posts that'll be like, they say in the, in the one post in a group that they're a 18 year old girl who's like looking for love but then they'll look at their post history and it's like that's weird because five months ago you were a 14 year old kid looking for help with the homework oh and so i know i know at least under certain circumstances you're 
your post history is public on Reddit. Okay, I didn't realize that. And it might be if only the subreddit is public. I'm not sure because I, I don't use Reddit. Yeah. But I do know just from, like, I watch YouTube videos where people read them because I think they're funny. But, um, yeah, so I do know to an extent your post history is public. Okay. And, you know, I would Google... If they mention a specific TV show, that's obviously not, like, Barney or something like that. Yeah. Like, I don't know, Timmy Zell's I just morning think, thing. I mean, I'm not going to say that this person was not involved, mm-hmm. but I don't feel like it all adds up perfectly. Right. And it, and it some of the stuff doesn't. Like, he didn't mention the storm. Right. Uh, and I don't think they'd be hurling sticks and rocks at each other in the middle of a storm. Right. I don't think that he would be sitting there... On their guard chair in the middle of the storm. Right. Chilling. It is not mentioned that he had an intellectual disability, even though, you know, we do know that he was held back in school. That, oh, yeah. I do remember you mentioning that. Yeah. I don't think those necessarily correlate, but I'm not, know. I'm not sure. But. Well, I don't know. Because even if. I just think it would be odd because even if. He were hanging out with these kids. He would be nine and they would be 10 to 12, which mm-hmm. makes sense. But if he had been held back as a first grader, then those 10 to 12 year olds would be potentially in middle school. And I don't think that middle schoolers would be fond of hanging out with first graders. They weren't hanging out with him. He was, he hung out in their group. No. As the weird kid. No, he was known in the neighborhood as the weird kid. Oh, I they thought went that he there. was in their group as the weird kid. No, they went there as a group, and he was already there. Okay. According to, I mean, according to the post, he was there in their hangout area, and they tried to get him to leave because they're not his friend. Cause, okay. And I, I thought think, they were, like, semi in the same group, I guess. Not The only group they were in, I guess, was neighborhood kids. Yeah, which okay. we all know. Some neighborhood kids are very mean, which... Honestly, if this is true and this person isn't even Scott and had an intellectual disability and they called him the weird kid and bullied him, they seem like bullies. So. True. Um, obviously, if they did. I mean, still somebody might have died. Yeah. But I also think, like, the dogs would have tracked him to his body. Yeah. You know? And so, I'm not saying that it's impossible, but I'm, I just would be a little bit skeptical that that was him right well why because why would he fall to his death in a weird position and then be completely gone to where police can't find him you know that's the part that also does not make sense that yeah it doesn't add up quite right and this person who said that he and of course this is all i mean this is all speculation Mm -hmm. the person that said that they tracked this person's ip address and found their identity said that other things matched up like his age and that his parents lived there and he was there around the time that it happened um however police from what i can see he was given he gave the information to the police however nothing came from it i will say that on um scott's disappearance facebook page the last post was made in 2018 and the post shared an article from kmov which is a local news station that said in the title uh, something about new leads in the disappearance of him. 
But when I went to click on it, the article had been deleted from the news website. I don't know if that's normal. But you would think if it was like an update from that, that they would have updated and say this led to nothing. Yeah. Because it was the article, though, posted and shared in 2018 was from 2016. So I can only assume that it was in relation to the new evidence, which was a Reddit subreddit that people put together in their minds. Hmm. Um, But that did throw me off that it got deleted. I did include the link in in the references that I sent you, even though it literally goes to nowhere. I just want people to, like, see that. Obviously, in the title, it says, like, disappearance of something, uh, new leads or whatever. And then you click on it, and it's like, this post has been deleted. I'm like, what the heck? That's weird. It is weird. And especially from, like, if it was Reddit, I know, or Twitter, stuff gets deleted all the time. But this is KMOV. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm not sure why that happened or why they would delete the article. But, again, according to authorities... Maybe they were embarrassed. (laughs) Maybe they're like, we... We almost said that this was fact and it was not. That, I mean, that very well could be it, but you'd think they'd just, like, add to it instead of just deleting it and pretending it never happened. Maybe it was an intern and they panicked. I don't know. That could be true. Yeah. I mean, I think they should have left it up, too, but right. I'm just trying to think of reasons why that could possibly happen. Uh, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll reach out to them. But, again, according to um, authorities... They believe that it is a non-family related abduction. And I just do not think that this kid not even pushing him off a cliff would mean that police would think that it would, that he was abducted. You know what I mean? Right. Which, I mean, it really doesn't make sense because really they say they left up. the body there. Yeah. It really doesn't add up. It doesn't. But that was just... But it was a good story. And I will say that that really brought this case to the forefront. Mm-hmm. So And that's a good thing. It is a good thing. While that may or may not have been what happened, from what I'm reading, it's probably not what happened. But anything that sheds light on missing persons cases will always be okay in my mind, except for people that falsely admit Confess. to crimes <laughs> that they did not commit. Yeah. Um, is it clear that we're not a fan of that yet? <laughs> yeah. If you've been here for two episodes, you should know that already. Yeah. Yeah, we just don't. Just don't do it. But in a post from 2007 from Peggy and Richard, his parents, they said that Scott is still that nine-year-old boy and that there isn't a day that has gone by that they haven't thought about him. They still live at the time of the article, uh, at the time of the post. They still lived in the same house on Leverens Drive and it's the only house they've ever owned. Again, at the time of the article in 2007, Richard was 70 years old and disabled. He has diabetes and had his leg amputated as a result. At the time, Peggy was 58 and she worked at a St. Charles printing company. They said their life has continued and they had four other children other than Scott and they now had six grandchildren. Oh, And at the time had six grandchildren. They said that many things about their house has changed. The bathroom, for example, had been repainted several times. But they said there will always be a small patch of blue near the light switch. And if you look closely, you can see the S and the C where Scott printed his name. Aww. Yeah. More than anything, Peggy and Richard want to know what happened. And they want closure. 
Many do believe to this day that Scott's disappearance is connected to Charles Arlen Henderson, who we discussed last week, but there has been no evidence to connect these two cases, and to this day, Scott's case remains unsolved. Scott was last seen wearing a black shirt that said, quote, rude dog. He was wearing khaki pants and red and black high-top sneakers. He is listed as having brown hair and blue eyes with three small moles on his face and a small scar on his chin. He was nine years old at the time of his disappearance and was four foot four and weighed about 60 pounds. Clay Schulte was last seen approximately at 4.30 p.m. in his hometown of St. Charles, Missouri. He was walking down Ken Drive towards West Adams at the time. A heavy thunderstorm affected the St. Charles area on the day of his disappearance, and witnesses told authorities that he had been seen walking before the storm hit in the neighborhood and afterwards. He has not been heard from since. If you have any information about the disappearance of Scott Clay Schulte, contact the St. Charles Police Department at 314-949-3300. We will attach a photo of him as a child at the time of his disappearance, as well as an age-progressed photo on Facebook and Instagram. I didn't say a lot this time. Sorry. <laughs> no, I just don't really know what to say. You know? Yeah, the missing ones are kind of hard. Yeah. Because there's no closure. I hate no closure. Me too. I, I would like if we had a different type of case next week. Yeah, well, I just wanted... No, I liked that they correlated. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, I'm kind of sad um, that two weeks in a row I had to hear about kids that went missing and never came back, and their parents are still missing them and living where they lived and waiting for them to come home. Yeah, well, the other one that's really connected tragic. is Bianca. They think that she's connected? Yeah. I didn't know that. Through Michael Devlin. I did not know that. Yeah, but I think I might hold off on her because that's just a lot. My grandma's been waiting for that one. I know, I know. Okay. Anyway, I feel like cases like this are hard. Mm-hmm. I know that, obviously, it's been a long time, but we have had several cases so far that you've given us a lot of hope about, about, like, DNA testing and finding out people are alive or whatever. So that would be cool if that happened. And his parents are still alive, so maybe they can get some closure. Are his parents alive? I don't know. That's oh, the thing. that was from 2007. That was from 2007, and the Facebook page hasn't been active since 2018. Oh, okay. So, so I'm not sure. Well, that changes things, but hopefully his parents are alive, and hopefully his parents are able to get closure. And if they aren't and they've passed, I hope that by the grace of God they found peace before they did because I just feel like a missing child is one of the hardest things I mean, it's just unfathomable. You just do not know what happened, and you just have to live with that for the rest of your life. I can't imagine, and I hope that they were able to find some way to cope, because I don't know that I could. Yeah, and even, I mean, again, it sounded like his father wasn't in great health, but even if they're no longer with us, he still has four brothers and sisters. True. And And hopefully they get closure. Yeah, and nieces and nephews, so... You know, no matter the outcome, hopefully soon with new DNA testing. It doesn't sound like there was DNA, but hopefully with new resources. Yeah, family DNA. Because they can do siblings, cousins, whatever, you know. Yeah, but there was like no crime scene. No, no, I don't even mean, I guess in my mind I'm thinking like, 
If he's out there somewhere? If he's out there somewhere okay, yeah, is that, what I was thinking. That makes sense. More of like, or maybe he had amnesia or something. I don't know. I don't know. Or if he was, I mean, if it was like a Shauna Hornbeck situation. Yeah. Yeah, for then sure. maybe, you know, we'll be able to find him. I don't know. I have not, I don't write stories. This isn't a story. This is real life. Right. But I mean, hopefully he's out there somewhere and, you know, the tool that more recently has been helping us find people and connecting people is DNA. So I'm just thinking, what if we can use it in this case too? Yeah. I don't know. For sure. Um, Thank you for telling me that story. I have been enjoying the stories, but I would really enjoy a story that's not about a missing child that we never found because those make me really sad. Yeah. Um, They aren't the scariest, but they're probably the saddest. Oh, for sure. And so I'm a little bit down. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just, they, they all connected and I... No, and it was, that was cool. I liked the connection, but... I just don't know how much of that I can take. But anyway, if you are one of our loyal listeners, please follow our social media accounts if you haven't already. If you have, thank you so much. And if you want to buy merch, we still have our Etsy store open. And we will be back next week with another episode. Hey, bye. Bye. bye.